Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and happy Monday. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. As tonight, as we navigate news in Major League Baseball, National Football League, we'll have many times we reference Jay Buhner. We'll reference Hideki Arabu. (laughs) All part of our dedication of this show, Jerry Stiller, passing away earlier today at the age of 92. Incredibly long career, of course, best known to everybody in the world as Frank Costanza from Seinfeld. Obviously, he had a huge career before. Stiller and Mira, very big, legendary comedy duo. But, I mean, he you know, he passes away today, but he has and he will continue to live forever on our televisions because he was just that funny. You know, I mean, look at all the baseball stuff and the Yankees and, you know, how they brought them to Seinfeld was so great. But I'll tell you, Mike, there's very few people in the world that when you see them on screen, you immediately just want to laugh. There's, right. there's, there's many funny people look like. Will Ferrell's incredibly funny. You can go down the list of funny people. But there's so few people that when I see them on screen, I want to laugh. 
And the, the list is really short, and Jerry Stiller's at the top of that. Jerry Stiller is as Frank Costanza, uh, Tony Shalhoub right now, and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Kevin Hart's another guy. He just walks on the screen, and I want to laugh. It's so rare to be able to have that comedic gift, and Jerry Stiller, he, even when he would have just a punchline that was just okay on Seinfeld, it sounded hilarious just because of the way he delivered it. He yelled. He was upset. I mean, he's one of those true guys that just one of the, immediately made you want to laugh when you saw him on screen. It was amazing. Yeah, and I know you weren't a, the biggest fan of King of Queens, but that's another nine years as yeah. Arthur Spooner, which was mm-hmm. essentially... Uh, a muted version of Frank Costanza. Yeah. Didn't yell as much, but more or less the same guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and in the show, he actually got to marry his late wife, uh, Miss Mira, who passed away in 2015. But I saw this news this morning, and, and he hadn't been in public life in a while. And uh, But, you know, Seinfeld reruns are on all the time in the morning. That's part of my daily habit as I start reading stories to see what's... Uh, going to make the cut for the night and what we may have missed in those couple hours of golden slumber. Uh, you would appreciate King of Queens. There's at one point he wants to create a new screwdriver. And, you know, you got the regular, you got the Phillips, and he decided it was going to be the Arthur. So it was an A. <laughs> but he said you would need holes by which to fit <laughs> that letter. And it's a lot funnier, and, and you know, they can get away with it. I think I'd get blocked, and the uh, red plunger would come down if you put it no, out. No, that's I'll okay. put those together for you, though. But, it, <laughs> but it's, it's a funny scene. I mean, there were so many moments, and I know we, we saw the, the recaps, Julie Louise Dreyfus kind of talking about that outtake that was making the rounds once again. And, what and the how hell is that supposed lines. to mean? I mean, yeah. Right? I, I mean, how you like forget five times lines today. and look up to the sky, mm-hmm. and, and there'd be this dramatic pause. And it, you know, as a viewer, even now, now, and I know that line's coming. You're still inching forward, waiting for the delivery. I mean, you know, you, you've got uh, the Serenity Now episode that everybody quotes. And certainly during the coronavirus, I think a lot of folks have been yelling that to their families. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, he, he, you mentioned the King of Queens, and that's actually one of my favorite memories of him that I remember is there was one episode where he had to give, he's try, Kevin James was on the phone, and he was like, give me the number, Dad, and I'll order. And he gave it to him with the one in front. And it said, when you have so many numbers, you go, 818-506-7503. And he goes, all right, Dad, what's the number? He goes, 1817816063. And he hangs up the phone, give me the number again. I, that's what he, he goes, 1817714. And he would just give like five numbers in a row and then four and it was just so stupid but it was so funny saying it was so you something like that oh my goodness right, but, but that, of that course. was the simplicity of the, those yeah. characters that they just shown through and it's everybody thinks of at least one person in their family mm-hmm. that has a bunch of either arthur spooner or frank stands in them uh for a, you know take the festivus and the poll and the airing of grievances. Tell me you haven't had a family member that wanted to do that at an event. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Zoe's before, friends before have or after yeah. that show existed. Sure. Zoe's friends. There's friends that have the airing of the grievances every night. They come home and tell people who wronged them. This is what happened at school today. <laughs> this happened. That's the airing of the grievances. But I will, I will throw this out there that his character got incredibly popular, even more popular after the Jay Buhner episode, who was a very, sure. you know, Jay Buhner, who came up as a Yankee, and then he was subject of a big trade to Seattle uh, for Ken Phelps, who was a big power hitter back in, in the 80s. It was a big trade when it happened, and his popularity exploded after this bit on Seinfeld. Well, of course, remember that George Costanza wound up working for the Yankees, and then you had George Steinbrenner, who was played by Larry David. I can't believe it. He was so young. How could this have happened? Well, he'd been logging some pretty heavy hours. First one in in the morning, last one to leave at night. That kid was a human dynamo. Are you sure you're talking about George? You are, Mr. and Mrs. Costanza. What the hell did you trade Jay Buna for? <laughs> he had 30 home runs and over 100 RBIs last year. He's got a rocket for an arm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> Well, it was a good prospect, no question about it. But my baseball people love Ken Phelps' bat. They kept saying, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. 
I mean, that's the such a random there thing. With blood. <laughs> oh my God! They think George is dead, and and he, and he says, "How could you trade Jay Buhner? Rocket for an arm." I mean, rocket for an arm's become something people say all the time because of that. I mean, it was, and and you know, and that's part of Larry David that made it into his show now that he does such random things. One of his funniest bits from this past season was, uh, you know, uh, the Jets killed a guy, and it was a story about a, a, a random play in a Jets game from three years ago when Austin <laughs> Safarian Jenkins wasn't in bounds. And it, I'm like, oh my god, he turned a, he turned a com- he turned this play into a, one of the best things of comedy you've seen. And you saw the bit of that that there with you know who cares about Jay Buner and Ken Felt? How many people get that joke? But it became legendary, you know. And then in the in the finale when he says, how could you pay twelve million dollars for Hideki Irabu? I mean, it's, it was like we got to have some kind of line there. And it was just it was just genius, as absolute genius. Ah, rest in peace, Jerry Stiller, ninety two years old. As Harmon would say. You know, you, when you're born that early, that's a good run. 92. Uh, Jerry Still will continue to play some of his best hits uh, coming up tonight. See if you, Teicher, see if you can find that bit from King of Queens where he gives the phone number to Kevin James like an idiot. Afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> How could you? What the hell did you trade Jay Buter for? His son, he thinks his son is dead. What did you trade Jay Buter for? First thing he would say to George Steinbrenner. Uh, oh, that's something my grandfather would say, too. My grandson, he's dead. Uh Hey, what, what, how come you made that trade, Juan Samuel? Uh, why'd you trade away Dykstra, right? I mean, he was still part of the, the, the Mets. I mean, you trade him to the Phillies. You gave him the World Series. My grandfather would say something like that. See, that's why I now need to, you know, as we talk about this and I laugh, I go, you know, maybe I should find more humor in that funeral that I went to all those years ago where family was asking me for tickets. Mm. Oh, yeah, Immediately sure. as I got off my knees from praying. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe there was more humor to that than I let on. And, you know, that's, you know? A, <laughs> but, that's a thing that happens. What, somebody in uh, Pam's family died about seven or eight years ago. It was it was uh, her her um, it basically her, her brother-in-law, basically. And he his dad died and then he died the day before Michigan Ohio State game and somebody asked him for his tickets at the funeral on, See, there on you Friday. <laughs> so you're not uh, you're not using those tickets tomorrow. I I mean you got stuff going on, right? I mean I'm here at the calling hours. Can I uh yeah, I can get him. Oh great, thanks. And he gave him the tickets. I said, "What are you doing? You can't, what, he goes, "Ah, what was I going to do? I wanted I wanted it done." I was like, oh, "Okay, wow." So his dad's funeral said, hey, you got to, you're not going to use those tickets tomorrow. It's a big game tomorrow. I mean, it's one versus two. It's a really big deal. Yeah, this was right after I left Yahoo to go to Fox. So oh, with the boy. Fox TV deal was like, hey, you're kind of a big deal now. <laughs> you get Bears Packers tickets for us? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm talking to the widow. Excuse me. Can I? I'll, I'll <laughs> right. talk to you. It's one of those kind of situations. <laughs> Good God, man. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, meanwhile, the big baseball story today, speaking of baseball, is that the owners have approved their proposal to begin the baseball season in July, and they're going to send it to the Players Association for their approval. You know, we heard this was coming at the end of last week. Hey, baseball is getting close. Jeff Passan had the story uh, that there is going to be this following scenario to return to play this summer. The teams would go and, and begin spring training in about a month or so. They would look to start the first week or so of July. The exact date has not been 100% locked down yet. Uh, they would play about an 82-game season. There's still a lot of abouts in this, but these, these are the, the, the details right now. It would be about an 82-game season. They would expand the playoff teams. There'd be two more wild cards per league, and the designated hitter would be universal. So DH would be used in, in the American League and in the National League. Now, this has been met with, so far, a bit of resistance by the players, but let's get to a couple of big things on this because now now we're seeing this is the first sport that's had a firm outline for returning of the big major team sports that, hey, this is our plan, this is when we can do it, and clearly you're going, we're going in reverse order of sports with the least worry for social distancing, you know, with, with golf and NASCAR, and UFC is just going to do it no matter what, so, I mean, I can't even count them. Uh, and then you have baseball, then the tougher sports are going to be hockey and NBA and, and, and football. But the first thing is this, is that think of how insane and fun this would be if this turns out to be the baseball season. We get to see it. We have an 82-game season. We add playoff teams. We have the designated hitter in both leagues. And by the way, shout out Brody Van Wagenen for, you know, maybe now Robinson Cano will have a position in a year or so. Uh, so but think, <laughs> think about all that. Doubling the wild cards. We'll remember this season forever. 
We'll remember this year. Like, Can you remember that was so insane? They, they added the wild cards and they put the DHs in and they played 80 games. And it was, this would be incredible. And of, of all the other years, this would be something we remember forever. This would be an awesome plan as long as it winds up happening. No, I love it. I mean, obviously, it's going to go to the players. There's some fear and reticence that, you know, that maybe they, they don't agree. There's a lot having to do with money and the argument that a an effective salary cap comes in. Uh, just want to make sure that everybody recognizes the salary floor that got put in for folks and the fact that teams that do spend get penalized. So should we stop the luxury tax and saving the bottom end? I don't know how that works, right? It's got to work both ways in this equation. But the the fact is you got you got to look at where you're at the finances of the of the league and the players i mean i love all of these proposals you know me pitchers don't want to hit and i don't want to see it and anybody telling me how much it takes to manage a national league game it's like the little blackjack cards you buy when you get to go to vegas and you will get to go to vegas soon right 99 cents and you can actually use it at the table to show you what you should be doing with your hand that's what you have for National League managers. Don't tell me it's any harder than that. The only thing that, that, that's hard about it is managing the actual arms, not the strategy of when to make a move, okay? <laughs> so you have that. Uh, the extra playoffs, I mean, we're celebrating the NFL. We'd celebrate it here. And as we did on our special teams podcast, um, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your audio and, and you're binging and here's something for you, the good, the bad, the ugly in sports, we've done strikes, shortened seasons on the one of our latest episodes it's a big deal there's there's an excitement that goes to it the quirkiness uh the the insanity of, of that race that it's so condensed because we're used to just this long slog where maybe not a lot changes but that you're having that 162 well now every, every game takes on that much more importance and the managing of bullpens to that end so uh the the battle of the salary cap i, I think it just You've got to get the union together, right? You got a lot of players, and you have the big divide between guys like Kershaw, Cabrera, Mike Trout, and those that have gotten their mega millions and have gotten their cash. They paid their dues, no, no, no doubt about that. But you've got mega cash, and then the back end of rosters, and for some of the other, uh, for some teams that don't have much in the way of high salaried players. I mean, those guys are probably looking around, wondering how they're going to make sure that things keep flowing, just like a lot of Americans right now. So you're going to have a battle there. I'd love to be a fly on the wall of those conference calls. Well, look, most of it, most of it will be simple. As long as the players get a proposal in which safety is taken above and beyond, they'll say okay. Uh, the players will get time at home. They're going to play in their home cities, so they will get times at home. They will get times on the road. Obviously, long road trips won't happen as much because you're playing less of a season, So, and you're also away from your home less time. So I think that stuff will take care of itself. I'm not worried about that. I'm, I'm pretty sure baseball could put together some kind of safe – proposal for them to say, okay, safety we feel good about. But the money's going to be the big thing. Already, uh, the Player Association has rejected the first part of it because the the what the owners want to do, and there's a lot of inside baseball stuff, is a lot of, wait, now what's going on economic-wise? Mm-hmm. Basically, it's this. The players are going to be asked to take less money than they've already agreed to, right? And anybody who works any place, you know, same thing here at iHeart and every, every place that says, hey, listen, during the coronavirus, we need some people to take less money and so we can keep things going. And Major League Baseball players agreed to that in March. Well, now the owners are asking the players, hey, listen, we've had a lot less games than we thought. Now we're playing 80 games and not like 100 and 115. So can you take less money? And the players saying, no, we're sticking with that deal that we signed in March. So this is where it's going to get sticky. And I I, I told you weeks ago, it's going to get to economics, right? It's the safety, it's the economics, the safety thing will be okay. But now it's about what are players going to accept uh, to be able to move on. And honestly, they're going to wind up being the ones who look bad because what what no one is going to the, they're going to see the owners as hey we're losing all this money we're hemorrhaging all this cash we're losing this we're losing this and public perception is what i'm saying about is the owners going to say we're losing this we're losing this and the players are going to say no we don't want to take that much less money and the average person is going to say oh so instead of making seven million this year they're they're not okay with making six million and they're really upset at making four and a half million yeah my heart bleeds for them and 
they're not going to get public sentiment on their side. People want to see baseball. People want to see sports come back. And if you look at both sides, it's going to be, hey, the owners are saying, here's the, here's the losses I'm incurring. Here's what you're not willing to take to make sure we get back out and play again. And look, there's going to be stuff inside that, that it may not be exactly as, it, as it's presented, but that's going to be the general opinion that people are going to see, okay, players won't take less money. I have to take less money. I was asked to take less money at my job. I did. They can't take less money. They're not going to get any sympathy at all. And I think that you're going to wind up seeing the owners, if they get to it, have to use that leverage against them because they're going to be the ones that fans are going to say, oh, the players won't take X amount of dollars off, so now we're not seeing baseball. Well, yeah, I mean, we talk about transparency of books all the time, right, when you get to CBAs and stuff. And I think a reasonable approach to this is, look, the world's a lot different than when things were originally shut down 60 days ago. I mean, and when you're talking about optics and you and I fight about optics and good, bad and different, this is one when you just place it against the national unemployment rate right now. This is where, as a player, you're not going to look good. <laughs> Whether you're the 30 million guy or the 80, 800,000 guy, you're not going to look good uh, at this time with, with those numbers. And eventually that gets played. Now, there's certainly the governor here in California, Gavin Newsom, uh, the power play. He said, hey, we won't do anything that's not consistent with state guidelines. That's what Newsom said about the conference press conference uh, Monday that he had, that he had spoken to the commissioner. We look forward to it resuming. But again, the question is when. And the other thing is, you know, they got to go find Dana White. And I know he said he had people reach out to him. They got to go through. And, and if there's transparency there and truthfulness of how it all came to pass over the weekend, the card was wildly entertaining, a lot of big hits and blows that I, I enjoyed myself watching it. But if, if they've got full disclosure of how they were able to pull it off, then you have at least a starting point. It's not a blueprint for a team sport, but it's at least a starting point. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you, or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, for forklift operator to customer service the team at express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step whether you're looking for a contract job or a new full-time role turn to express employment interviewing with express can be as easy as a phone call and one application with express employment puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community don't go in your job search alone visit expresspros.com expresspros.com today Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Joining us now on the hotline. You can follow him on Twitter. At Jason Locken for NFL Insider for CBS Sports, radio host at 1057 The Fan. Uh, also, don't forget, if you have any lacrosse-related content questions, he will take them every Wednesday at noon in his special Lax Mailbag. It is Jason Locken for What's happening, Jay? What's going on, guys? Uh, very good, very good. Things are going well. We're talking about Jerry Stiller and uh, the Seinfeld lines that uh, everything involving baseball that winds up uh, having us uh, continue to laugh about him and his career and his life. Yeah, I'm not a huge Seinfeld guy, but the stuff with Steinbrenner um, was always was always pretty funny. And you know, Ben Stiller and Jerry Stiller. How can you not? How can you not be fans of them? Oh, it's, a, it's a lot of it's a lot of talent. It's like the Jets. Too much talent in one building. Just too <laughs> yeah, much like that. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. Come on now. That, that so, was pretty good. So, Considering they were going to bring in Andy Dalton, I mean, yeah, how much yeah. they trust Sam Darnold, buddy? That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Hey, so hey, speaking of Andy Dalton, Jay, let's start here. All this drama over Dak Prescott's contract, and, and it's not signed, and is it contentious? Is it not? I mean, you've told us for a long time, listen, just cool, cool out. Everything's going to be okay. Dak Prescott's going to get his money. It's just going to take a little bit of time. You, you still believe in that? Yeah, but I mean, he he may just want to play on the tag. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, he's in no rush. If they put something in front of him by July fifteenth, that makes sense. Great. If not, it's not like he's missing out on OTAs or going to get hurt at OTAs or any of that. There's nothing going on, um, you know, whatsoever in in terms of actual football, and no one knows when there will be. Um, I don't think he's pressed whatsoever. Um, nor should he be. And the, the franchise thing worked out great for Kirk Cousins. If Jerry wants to make him an offer he can't refuse or hit that magic number at some point, great. If not, he plays for them at that number this year. He gets his automatic 20% raise. He has even more leverage in all likelihood the year after that. Hopefully we're not in a pandemic anymore at that point. Um, the NFL uh, would, would, would be tapping into gambling money, would be tapping into new broadcast money, um, would, would have some opportunities to have that cap start to really rise, and and then if you're Dak, that's that's only going to bring you up as well. So, you know, I I I don't see why there'd be any rush on his part. Jason, the uh, social media was having some fun today once again. The report of Tom Brady and the disintegrating relationship with Josh McDaniels, uh, and he went on Instagram and he got all bold faced and started calling out quotes and everything else uh does he protest too much um i mean maybe a little i i I don't i mean he was obviously ready for a change i mean we know that much right he he was not 
um, all about being in New England anymore. How much of it was Josh McDaniels? Jeez, guys, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's really it's that's Bill Belichick's deal there. You know, I, I think he'd probably had enough of Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick was ready to go with a different model, a quarterback, younger, cheaper. Um, you know, they they need more roster flexibility. This was just time to move on. Um, I don't think Josh McDaniels was a huge part of the equation one way or the other. At this point, I think it was more about their limitations on offense, and there's only so much Josh can do. There's only so much Tom can do when that's the cast that you're provided with. Um, you know, the strength of that team was defense, and even that slipped second half of the year. So, I mean, look, those guys were together for a long time. I mean, uh, a super long time and, and a couple of different incarnations. And then eventually everybody's ready for change. And, you know, they, 20 years there, it, it, was, it had run its course, clearly. Oh, yeah, there's, there's friends that I thought, we're going to be friends forever. And then, like, five years later, oh, yeah, no, I don't talk to them anymore. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, just, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's how it works. I can't even remember everybody who was in my wedding party, to be honest. Like, the other day, I forgot. <laughs> I literally, I was like, wait a minute. Lauren, who was that? Who was my best man again? Get out of here! Really? I swear to God, that's how you bad I am. So, like, I, I can't it. sit here You're and hate on this McDaniel's Brady relationship, or you know what I mean, or say whatever it could have gone longer, or sour grapes. I, I think those guys will remain friendly for a long time. And hey, uh, just just really quick, if you were Jason Locken for his best man, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, if you'd like to confront him now and say that he could remember who well, your best man was. Well, there was a whole, there was there was a thing. We don't have enough time to get into it, but oh. there was a. I thought it was Bayhunt, right? It got yeah, political. That, no, was, well, yeah, was it was it actually Otto the Orange. It was. <laughs> Now, that would have been really cool. The orange yeah. just comes in holding the ring for your wife. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he saved the day. Uh, hey, so uh, odds for MVP came out today. Patrick Mahomes, the consensus favorite. Lamar Jackson right behind him. But, you know, the, the thing I look at, Jay, is like, what are the storylines going to be? Because that's really what winds up grabbing our attention. Either someone starts out really big or just the storyline is too much for us to ignore and, and the publicity they get starts that train going. And, you know, obviously because of the talent level, you know, Holmes and Lamar Jackson be up there, but they have to have as good a year as they've had last year, if not better. And you know that's hard to do when you have to keep topping yourself. Sure. You know, but I look at people like Brady and and Dak as well that can really be two people that just jump up and say, you know what? Yeah, we, we can we can win MVP. We can do this year because clearly people are looking toward even Kyler Murray. I can look at and say, boy, if he has a phenomenal breakout year like Lamar did last year and suddenly Arizona's in the playoffs. I mean, those storylines that we're eager for, that's what's going to bring somebody the MVP because I find it's going to be hard for Mahomes and for Lamar Jackson to get up there. Hard for Lamar to repeat and hard for Mahomes to win. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to repeat, period. Um you know that there, there's just so much that goes into it, um, but I, I can understand why they're they're among the favorites. You know, Tom Brady. I, I can certainly see that. I, I still think Carson Wentz, if he can put 16 games together, I, I really like the composition of that Eagles team. You know, I, I don't know that it's out of the realm of possibility. And for me, every year, Russell Wilson's the top three guy. He doesn't get the votes. The people who actually do the voting. You know, don't don't I don't think respect him like they should. But he's good for about ten wins a year. I don't know how many guys in the league you can say that about. He's truly, truly special, um, and 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 he does have a little bit more in terms of weapons uh, than in some past years. So I'll be really interested to see how that how that plays out um, in Seattle. But I, I, Russell Wilson, if I could, you know lay some money on him. I don't think that's ever a bad proposition. I think at some point he'll get his due in terms of the actual voting process. Going back to bat- last week, Jason, uh, we had the celebration Christmas morning uh, insert holiday here uh, of the release of the schedule. Anything that really struck struck you and uh, stood out in the way things got fixed together or any team uh, that was unduly punished uh, or, or got a, a gift? No, I mean, look, a lot of it just comes down to who, the, the, which divisions match up with which. Um, you know, the AFC North has some pretty decent teams in it, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. They get, um, you know, they, they do get the AFC West, and so that's the Chiefs. But if in the case of Baltimore, Kansas City comes to them week three, um, they match up with the NFC East. I don't, I don't even think Dallas is all that good. Their defense is still awful. Um, 
So, you know, and the Redskins and the Giants stink. So that's a pretty good matchup for them. The Bengals are still rebuilding. Who knows about the Browns? So, you know, I just think there's some some inherent sort of advantages there. You know, San Francisco doesn't have to travel as much as they normally would. They get the two New York teams out of the way pretty early. I like the second half of their schedule a lot. Um, I feel like the Saints, kind of week 12 on, hit a bit of a murderer's row stretch in their schedule. But when you win as many games as they did a year ago, that's going to be the case sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those were a few things that stood out. I don't see too many easy patches for the Jets. That that thing looked yeah, uh, yeah. thing looked imposing. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you never know when they play them. Crazy things could happen any given Sunday or Thursday or Monday. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockett 4. That is at Jason Lockett 4, CBS Sports, NFL insider extraordinaire, and with acute knowledge of his wedding party, his wedding day, everything goes <laughs> yeah, along with it. Sure. <laughs> Jay, as always, but... <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Talk to you. Thanks. Oh. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you, or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, for forklift operator to customer service the team at express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step whether you're looking for a contract job or a new full-time role turn to express employment interviewing with express can be as easy as a phone call and one application with express employment puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community don't go in your job search alone visit expresspros.com expresspros.com today Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. 
Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And you know, doing the show from home, as, as we've been the past few weeks. It's been a little bit of an adjustment, you know, but it's been a good one. I don't, not having to leave early for work has been fun. Being able to walk outside for a couple minutes and talk to my, my wife and daughter has been fun. So, you know, we finished a few minutes ago, and Steve DeSager is getting ready to do trending, and I walk outside, and what do I see? I see my daughter, who's 11, dancing to Old Town Road, and my wife standing right across from her, mirroring all her dance moves. So I walk over and oh, I boy. go, what's going on? Neither of them say anything. I said, what are you guys doing? Nothing. Don't get nothing. I'm like, what? What? I, I like, did, did, is this one of those movies where, like, you know, you walk in, close the door, you walk outside, and you know you can't be seen anymore? You know, is, is this like uh, yesterday's, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, where suddenly, you know, uh, lightning strikes and the, no one knows who the Beatles are anymore, right? So i got to go, what, what's, what's going on? I'm not saying anything. And so luckily, Old Town Road is only like a two-and-a-half-minute song. Finally, at the end, I go, what was going on? <laughs> and my daughter says it was an assignment for her uh, class at school, for her drama class, where she had to dance and somebody else had to mirror her dance moves because the, the, the uh, drama instructor wanted to show about how important it is for a person you're dancing with to see what the other person is doing reacting off them and i'm like but why couldn't you say anything when i was asking i was standing here it's asked like five times what are you doing what are you doing she's like, oh we, we were just into it and doing it i'm going oh my god and for a wow. second i thought i'm really not here i'm gonna walk over and put my hand through them and it's my hand's gonna go through them like when kylo ren put his lightsaber through luke skywalker he wasn't there at the end of last jedi i'm gonna go but i'm not here spoiler I'm, alert i'm not oh yeah sorry well it is it is two movies ago now i mean it is two well movies yeah ago. i you know I, I was thinking there were where they were either getting you into a TikTok video without your express written consent. Oh, yeah. So there was a yeah. problem going on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, so may- maybe there was something going on there. The other was just to see how quickly you would go, you know, Arthur Spooner or uh, Frank Costanza <laughs> and potentially what the blow hell up. What's going on here? I was trying I to decide which character on. went first. Yeah, where all of a sudden you just start screaming and, and going going to town on him. A man goes into his office when he emerges. No one can see him anymore, and his family is acting crazy. Is Jason Smith for real, or is he the one in the Twilight Zone? I mean, that's kind of what I felt bing like for ding, a ding, second. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Although I got to say, like that would be kind of cool. If for not not for a long time though, but like for a time where if I could just walk around and nobody would know I was there, I mean I don't know where I would go. I mean when I was younger, I'd <laughs> go over a girl's house that I know. No, I mean but I don't know. I'd just walk no, around. They did that. Go. It was a Kevin Bacon movie and it got really creepy. Oh, that was the Hollow Man, right? With uh, yeah, Elizabeth Shue? Hollow Man. Yeah, yeah. And you know yeah, there yeah, was yeah, a yeah. sequel to that too. Uh, the Hollow Man. Really hollow. Yeah, well, it was a hollow man, too. No bacon. <laughs> hollow no, man, uh, too. Shoot. Hollow. No, that was what it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's no worse a title than Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> hollow like, man, huh. too. Hollow. Hollow in the streets. <laughs> um, so just a bit of craziness and what's going on with my life here at, you know, eight o'clock at night when, you know, nobody's getting ready for bed. Uh, so. We got more NFL coming up this hour. We're going to continue to remember the life of Jerry Stiller, who passed away earlier today at the age of 92. But uh, every week it happens now. We're at episode seven and eight of The Last Dance. And with no live sporting events, this has taken over a huge content void in everybody's life. We watch it on Sunday. We talk about it throughout the week. And it's not just a Monday storyline. We watch Last Dance and everybody who is interviewed and people who are main topics that week become stories for the rest of the week. Old feuds come up and suddenly on Friday you find yourself still talking about the episodes that aired five days ago. It's amazing. It's a it, it's a huge thing. And it I'm surprised at just the level of out of control interest this has garnered because let's face it if if this was airing while we had live sports while the nba was playing in the playoffs it would be oh and this was interesting and it would be you know we talk about it for maybe two minutes oh that was interesting how about how this happened now everybody hates jordy always says he looks like a jerk oh yeah and then we're talking about something else so i mean being able to cut through here is is mainly because of that, because even though as good as it is, entertaining as it is, now you know I have my issues with it as a documentary because it's really Michael Jordan bringing you his life story 
disguised as oh it's the last dance uh you know it still is something that has gotten been even bigger than i thought it was going to be because i thought by now interest level would wane a little bit and you would see that still a five one rating rating, i think five point one million people it's it's still it's still a really big deal you know it it hasn't fallen off enough to make like like a movie that makes 30 million dollars opening weekend oh what a good opening weekend then second weekend uh uh, four million oh boy that's a bomb that's gonna be out of theaters in three days no i mean everything falls off but it's not fallen off hardly at all just a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know so being able to keep the public conversation going here is is pretty interesting um, but the, the first thing to get to coming off uh, the last two episodes in which you dealt with many things, Michael Jordan's baseball career, uh, when he retired, the death of his father, uh, we're starting to see the, oh, Michael Jordan was a jerk to his teammate storyline play out even more. We got the hint of it and the tease of it in the first episode uh, when he was really hard on Scotty Burrell, rookie player out of UConn uh, with the Bulls team, and Michael Jordan was forever unkind to his teammates in the guise of I need to spur you on so we can win championships. Now, when this first started, Jordan said, oh, this is going to come out. You're not going to like me. You're not going to like me. And, you know, I've told you from the beginning, Jordan's a calculated guy. There's no risk of this airing and people coming away from it saying, I don't like Michael Jordan. That's just not he's not going to put his reputation on the line for that. It's one of those. Oh, uh, it's like a foe. You're not going to like me. It's going to be, oh, you're not going to like me. But, boy, you're going to respect the hell out of the stories and why I had to be the way I was. And that's really what's happening right now. I mean, all these these people that say, yeah, Jordan, what, what will Purdue call him a blank hole and all these things. Uh, he was a jerk. He was this. His other teammates saying, yes, he was hard on people in practice. And Phil Jackson had to tell Michael Jordan, you got to calm down and back off a little bit because you still need to lead these players. And, and his whole guise was that I wanted to win. And I knew what these players needed to do if we were going to win that way. And while the players who were interviewed for this, whether it's Will Perdue or B.J. Armstrong, anybody else, you know, they say, oh, yeah, Michael was a jerk. He was this, this. But he was a great teammate. And we were able to win. So he's not coming out of this not liking him. If anything, it's going to be, boy, yeah, I don't know that I would treat teammates like that, but how can you argue with him? He won, and he's the guy that he needs to do that because, let's face it, in sports now, players like the lifestyle more than they like winning. And winning is great, but are they consumed with it? No, there's very few of them that are, which is why those few capture our attention, guys like Kobe, guys like LeBron, where winning is their ultimate legacy. And Michael Jordan was that guy throughout the entire 1990s, and now we're just getting a reminder of that. So so it's, it's kind of a safe criticism where, yeah, was he a jerk? Yeah, but he kind of had to be because look at the results and he won. So it's, it's not like he's really putting his reputation on the line at all. It's just here's a story, and yes, it doesn't make him look great, but people are going to immediately forgive him because they won and his teammates forgive him. It's the old I hate you, but I respect you kind of thing because you, you can hate. He's hateable in a lot of these these things, right? He just looks petty, and we knew that from the Hall of Fame induction speech going on down. I mean, there, there's leaving no doubt uh, the way he belittles folks uh, and and talks to teammates and certainly those opponents with their, their fake uh, beefs to try to inspire him as they roll through, right? The B.J. Armstrong or the Nick Anderson. Yeah, then I wore 23, and it was all washed over, and away I went uh, as you go. Uh, No love for Scottie Pippen. That that we have in there uh, from last night. Well, that's the other uh, thing, too. The, these, all these other people are winding up looking bad. You know, look, no, Isaiah that's Thomas just looks well, bad. Look, Scotty Scott, Pippen Scotty, looks not, bad. Everybody looks bad. Yeah, but, Scotty, you're not redeeming him. Between holding off on his surgery and 1.8 seconds, there's no redeeming those two things. No matter how no, there's great not. he was for everything no, else. not at all. Not at all. You can't, but, I, I completely he, agree. But they take the baseball bat to him like it's office space and that PC load letter error, you know, where you might as well have the rap music playing in the background, slow-mo montage as people kick and punch and and take a baseball bat to Scottie Pippen and the attempts at, quote, leadership uh, along the way. A uh, couple other quick notes, and, and I put these up on Twitter earlier. Uh, we had a very brief appearance by Corliss Williamson. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he was part of the Space Jam uh, five-on-five game. So that was kind of cool. Uh, and then Chris Mullen looked like Lex Luthor because he didn't have any hair. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, very good. Very he good. Was, well, looked, like, yeah. part, part of it is part of the fun is, is looking at uh, and wondering who's going to show up this week for some kind oh, of crazy right. way. 
Who's going to show up? Who am I going to get there? Oh, we got Big Nasty. Oh, wow. All well, right, who slighted cool. him now was yeah. really the, <laughs> is really the theme of each episode, right? Uh, you, yeah, you never know what names I mean, are going to come up. There's a million questions. You have no idea. Oh, George Carl is a guy that slighted him in this. Oh, it's George Carl shows up for this story. Hey, it's, it's just this is why they have over 100 people interviewed for it, because, hey, this is a guy who slighted him. This is a guy he had beef with. And again, is anybody coming off of this hating Michael Jordan? No. Nobody is. And you're, you're, you're hating the other people, right? You're Isaiah, Scottie Pippen, Jerry Krause. These are all – every episode, there's a villain, right? That's one thing. Every episode there – so there's no, boy, Michael was a jerk, was X, Y, and Z. No, no, no. They made sure that, oh, this episode where Michael Jordan is criticized, well, what do we feature more, Scottie Pippen? And all the things that Scotty did. How can I, I mean? It's 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 a genius way to look. And this again, this is why I say you're getting a Michael Jordan biography with this with the storyline controlled by him, and that's what we're getting. And it's entertaining and it's fun. But remember, we're getting Michael Jordan's version of his career and what happened with last cut power, with uh, with final cut power, uh, watching the episodes, giving notes before they are all of those things. We're getting that from. But now you're starting to see that things are crafted a little bit uh, with. with with a bit of an edge to it or a bit of a, a, a way to, to get out the real and, and fetter out the real purpose of this episode where, hey, you think Jordan's bad, but he wasn't really that bad, and boy, this guy was worse. You know, so you're yeah, kind I of mean, getting all to, of those things from him. Yeah, and not, not to be uh, a jerk to the, to the younger folks that are watching this and being all upset uh, because they want to make sure they can prop up LeBron during this process or all the other journalists and broadcasters that you know what? Go find all of the, the contemporaries of Michael Jordan and interview them and let them see how honest they want to be about how they felt about the period. Because even Isaiah, upset now, but he backtracks and he, and he goes in deferential mode very quickly to Jordan and, and that whole era, right? It, it's quick. The only guy that still is, has his stiff upper lip and is, is reticent uh, to give any love is Bill Lambeer. Right, Stockton didn't participate. Go find me at any time Stockton's interviewed in general. Right, he's a guy that just doesn't talk, so it's no surprise that beyond the puff piece line that he didn't get in in, in line with this. Because the other thing is, they said they shot hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage, right, for that last year. Yet we've probably spent eighty-eight percent of the time, uh, rough estimate by my count, uh, mm. in past years where you had readily available footage. <laughs> And interviews and everything else. But, you know, if you want to get the granted, the people were mad, hey, about the gambling. Well, they denied it. What's he going to say? You know what? Hey, after all these years, boy, have I got a story for you. Or the late David Stern before he passed away sitting down for these interviews. Because, you know, this has always bothered me. Let, me. let me talk to you about how this all came to pass and this big, long plan of those 18 months. No. So for conspiracy theorists, go find it beyond just saying, well, it doesn't make sense. You know what? A lot of things in life don't make sense and you cannot buy it. You cannot buy anybody's story, but they're sticking to it. And nobody's come out with a smoking gun uh, to to dissolve any of those any of their stories. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Today we watch the NFL MVP odds get released. The odds-on favorite, of course, is Patrick Mahomes coming off the Super Bowl. Of course, he's there. Lamar Jackson right behind him, last year's MVP. And then you see some other names around the top that might not make sense in the beginning. But, you know, as you can see, they're, you know, the, these are guys that you can see why uh, they're up there and rated so high. Dak Prescott is right behind Lamar Jackson. Well, why is that? Look, I told you last hour. Dak Prescott has the storyline. He's got the attention. The Cowboys should run roughshod over the NFC East this year. Uh, this is Dak Prescott's year. His contract is a daily topic of conversation. Uh, this should be it. This clearly is an avenue for Dak Prescott to be an MVP. 
Russell Wilson. He's in the top three every year. He is up there. Also, Kyler Murray, not too far back, 16 mm-hmm. to 1. Hey, because we just watched Lamar Jackson have a breakthrough year in his second year. Kyler Murray could be that guy, especially now with DeAndre Hopkins, and Arizona could suddenly be players in the NFC West. We want to make sure that, hey, we don't have the odds too, too, too uh, low on Kyler Murray because we could wind up uh, costing ourselves a pretty penny. So you can see why all these names are up there. Tom Brady, of course, he's also at 16 to 1. All the attention in the world on Tom Brady. He starts out like Peyton Manning in Denver his first year, and yeah, Brady could run to an MVP award and say, blank you, Belichick, as he sticks the MVP award in Belichick's face. But there's a couple other names on here. Uh, I'll tell you, one guy I normally would be high on, and one guy who could come out of nowhere, and I could see it happening. Now, again, this is coming out of nowhere. This is Dark Horse Canada. This is low odds, but if you want to make some money and put your low odds on somebody... Uh, but the first guy I would be really high on if I didn't think his team was going to stink. Sam Darn. If I didn't think his team was going to stink, <laughs> I would say this could be Deshaun Watson's year for MVP. But they've just lost so much in Houston, and Bill O'Brien's going to get fired, and, and all the weapons are gone. I God, can't that schedule's see them. miserable. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, their schedule starts out hard and gets harder. You know, they'll get out of the first seven weeks, one and six. You know, I mean, so clearly if Deshaun Watson has him with a, with a good record, but I don't see it happening. If I thought they would win more games, I would say this is Deshaun Watson's year. He, you know, he, he's shown us how good he is, but this could be my I'm putting it all together year. But I just don't see Houston being any good. And so it's, it's well, hard. But it's if, hard if, if you're not going to be good. I can't have you an MVP. No, but that's the big point, though, is that can they put up big points with Brandon Cooks in and out of the lineup, Randall Cobb, and insert other receiving weapons here. David Johnson is coming off this reclamation project. I mean, would be the kind way to say it. I, I always loved his game, but I don't know that physically he can get back to his old form. This would be the offense in theory where that can happen. But, you know, just in terms of Watson putting up huge numbers, I can't be even bullish about that because I don't know that they're going to be able to make that connection with those receivers. Right, I mean, Randall Cobb, okay, he's going to catch eight yards a pop. Occasionally, every once in a while, he's going to break one. The rest of those guys, they can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. Will Fuller and the rest of them. No, it's, it's too – And look, if, if he still had DeAndre Hopkins, I would say, well, he'll still find a way. He'll find a way to make it happen. But I just, I just can't see it. I can't see them winning enough games. I mean, look, Bill O'Brien, you know, he's circling the drain in Houston after he's trading away all the talent that he has, uh, just like Chip Kelly did in Philadelphia. And what's going to happen to, to Bill O'Brien is what happened to Chip Kelly. Eventually he's going to get fired and he's going to be a guy nobody wants to hire because not only is he coming off this job with a bad reputation, it's going to be, boy, he can't get along with anybody either. So that's, gonna, that, that's what I don't see. I wish I could. I, I, I'd love to because Deshaun Watson, you know how much I like the kid. I, th- I begged the Jets to draft him. I begged them, and he's gone through some controversy the past couple of days with whether or not the Bears talked to him or not or anything. But right. he is a phenomenal player, and I, I, just, I just wish I, I had the confidence his team was going to be better. I really do. It's always that question of the poker game being played. Watson, either the fourth or fifth favorite, depending on where you're looking and shopping. As always, it's going to vary from property to property. So if you don't like what you find on one book, keep moving. Keep moving between Foxbet and the other the other apps out there. You know you might be able to find and, and price yourself into a, a market that gives you a little bit more uh, more favorable odds and, and opportunity for your cash. Uh, a guy that I, I'm looking at, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, sitting at thirty to one. Look at Jimmy G. Jimmy G. At thirty, at 30 to one. Jimmy. I mean, as the what twelfth or fourteenth quarterback, depending on where you're looking. I mean, that offense can only get better, one would think, with another year of him at the helm. Debo Samuel looked like he's a player uh, as a speed guy on the outside. So, uh, opportunity, and of course, everybody celebrates George Kittle, who sooner or later is following Rob Gronkowski into the 24-7 uh, title. But, yeah, I mean, Garoppolo's a guy I think is really intriguing if this team can perform. You know, the thing about Garoppolo is that they went to the Super Bowl last year. He played pretty well. He's not going to be somebody that suddenly throws 40 touchdowns. If you're going to win as a quarterback, you have to really grab 
the hold of the team and be the and be the head of that snake and be the one that's leading. And Garoppolo, hey, look, he was good last year. You know, he he showed a couple of times when hey, we can win games. If I don't I don't have to win every week. He's not that kind of quarterback. He was overvalued. But hey, can I win a game once in a while? Sure, I can do. That. I could throw for four touchdowns uh, once every 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 few weeks if you need me to do that. But I I just don't see him going with the numbers because he's got to throw. Like I said, you got to get up to 35, 40 touchdowns. And I don't think number one, the Niners going to throw the football that much. And two, it's going to be, is he going to get all the credit? Because what, what can the Niners do this year in the regular season they didn't do last year? I mean, they, they well, he got no credit the regular season was the year. point. Right, but still. Right? It's, so like, maybe he say, gets more of a look. I mean, look at his numbers last year. 69% completion rate. Uh, he was 22 yards short of 4,000. 27 and 13. All right, the interceptions uh, raised the eyebrow. But 27 touchdown passes. You know, we're not seeing a ton of the the Patrick Mahomes 50 touchdown seasons, right? Well, you got to go 35, you got, you got to go 35 and throw for, you know, 45, 4,800 yards. I mean, you got, it's got to be a lot of touchdowns. It's got to be low interceptions. It's got to be a high number of yards. It doesn't need to be the, hey, Matthew Stafford threw the ball 850 times and threw for 5,200 yards. It doesn't need to be that, but you need, you, need, you need some kind of numbers to pop out and be, hey, this week was three touchdowns. This week was four touchdowns. Look what Lamar Jackson did the, the last uh, seven weeks of last year. He threw for 24 touchdowns the last seven weeks. It's, oh, my goodness, look at this guy. So it's, it's one of those where I, I can see Jimmy getting more credit this year, but is he going to have – that big a year is going to throw that many more touchdowns, and are the Niners going to be that much better in the regular season? Because still the defense is going to get credit. The running game is going to get credit. I, sure. I, I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd like to see it be interesting, but I just don't know that, that other than suddenly Kyle Shannon throwing the playbook out saying this is what we're going to do, but he's one of those offensive coordinators, one of those head coaches that knows, hey, I'm going to call the plays with the personnel that I have, the, the offense I want to run, he's not going to be like all the other guys now that say, well, if I'm not throwing the football over the field, I don't look like a genius, Adam Gase. And so I'm going to change my way I'm coaching <laughs> to doing that. I, I don't see that happening. That, it's tough. Always I mean, another tough, opportunity to create another face for the NFL. Yeah. And, I mean, chiseled face, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Brady's getting older, so while he's not the – Guy backing him up in New England anymore, always tied. So, you know, you got a sales job you can do with him out there for certain. And remember, whenever we start looking at the fantasy realm, what do we get? A lot of empty stats. That's the other thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. There's wins attached. Let me give you a guy, Mike Harmon. NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. Again, now this is a long, I'm not saying he's going, this is, he is a long shot. And if you want to put money down on somebody that who could absolutely come out of nowhere and impress, like I say, you got to have certain things. You got to have publicity going in. You have to have storyline. You have to have opportunity to succeed. He signed his rookie contract today. He's got the number one selling jersey in the NFL. Tua Tungavaiola. Telling you, Tua can win the MVP if, again, he's the long shot candidate. But he's got what he needs. Number one, he's got all the notoriety coming in. Of all the players coming in, Tua's got the guy. Obviously, Tua is the most popular rookie coming in. As much as, hey, Joe Burrow, we're trading Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's great. You're in Cincinnati. You have Miami, which is a big hub in the National Football League. You have Tua, who is going to come in and win the job right away. I told you how good I think he is and how good he's going to be as long as he is healthy. He starts out his first game is against the Patriots. Right Now, this is a bad AFC East. The Patriots taking a step back. The Bills, by default, are the leaders, or should be the preseason leaders. The Jets are going to be a little bit better, but their schedule is so daunting. The Dolphins got a lot better. And their schedule, while it's the same as everybody else in the AFC East, it affords them a chance in not a great division to get out, win games, and build momentum and build some confidence early. You know they're going to throw the football. And anything Tua does is going to be front-page news. He opens up with a win over New England in the first non-Tom Brady game, and Tua throws three touchdowns, and the and the Miami Dolphins win to you know twenty-seven to fourteen. Suddenly, Tua is going to be the guy anybody is talking. He's the only story the next day. He's the only. What's Tua going to be this week and this week and this week? And while the schedule is tough, it gives him an opportunity to play some high-profile games until he can settle into the middle of the schedule, where you get the Jets a couple of times, you play the Bills a couple of times, and the schedule lightens up for you. I mean, this is what did it for Lamar Jackson last year. As great as he had a had a great start last year, throwing five touchdowns week 
one, oh, by the way, against the Miami Dolphins, um, it was the last seven weeks of the season when he really started to pour it on where there was nobody else you could, you, you could vote for. Right? Middle of the season, he was sitting around at 12 touchdowns. And it was, oh, Lamar Jackson, he's a great weapon and Baltimore's winning. But now, okay, well, let's see. He, you know, he just threw for 24 in the final seven weeks. He's averaging three touchdowns a week for the, past, for the last two months of the year. He's going to get it. That time is there for Tua to step in, get comfortable, and start making throws. And because he's going to throw the football all the time, he'll have a chance to get upwards in the top 20s into the 30s for touchdowns. If Miami can dethrone the Patriots and win the AFC East, because clearly that division is really, really weak, I can see Tua getting a lot of votes. I can see Tua being that guy. I'm telling you. Again, it's dark horse. And it's, it's a lot of things have to go right, but he's got the storyline, he's got the opportunity, he's got the talent, he's on a team that's looking up and not tanking. I, I you know, Tua would be a guy like, okay, if you want to put a few uh, ducats on him, yeah, all right, Tua might be my guy. Look at you. Look at that, huh? Put a couple of, a couple of bucks there. 200 to 1 right now, buddy. Yeah, how about Because remember, Ryan Fitzpatrick is there and probably starts the season. Because nah, they're not going to risk Tua. Uh, Tua. Tua. After a weird off season, uh, I'm going to go in the long shot with you. Why don't I go down the, down that rabbit hole with you? you? You're not a huge Drew Locke guy. I am. Oh, and I wow. like that offense that they've assembled. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, uh, and then Noah Fant coming on. Offensive line, they bolstered it a bit this off season. That's a team that could put up some numbers and could make some noise. Mm. Look at you, Drew Locke, going all in Denver. 100 to 1, I'll take my shot there. I at least they know he's starting you. week one. They love you. They love you in Denver, Drew Locke. I think right As now they Denver, should. I, I celebrate his entire catalog. I think the guy's a player. I think right now you have Denver play going, whoa, Drew Locke, really? Oh, Drew Locke, Drew Locke, Drew Locke. I like that. Although my bet would make you more money, though. Mine's, I'm 200 well, to 1. You're just 100 well, sure, to 1. sure, sure. That just means mine's probably a little safer. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but this is not about being safe. This is about being being out there. Who can come out of nowhere well, and do it? It's, it's still 100 to 1, you nut job. <laughs> Look, uh, as soon as Vegas allows us to drive across state lines and California will let us pass the border and I can go and slap my money down, uh, it's, it's time for a Thelma and Louise road trip to Vegas, buddy, <laughs> and we will lay down those bets live and in living color for folks to see. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, Whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.